Today, in Future History. Welcome, sentient beings. Once you start to examine the past, you discover the endless series of drama with hilarious and thrilling ups and exciting and tragic downs. There it is, laid out before your eyes, all of history. And no matter where you start, it unfolds and expands into a myriad number of episodes. Soon you're swearing at the writers and their damned cliffhangers, shouting at the injustices done to your favorite characters. You find you've been binging for the last three days and using up all available time before that, absorbing every nuance and element of the performance, examining note after note, reading trivia about every little moment, listening to commentaries and director's notes and interviews to try to consume every little thing of this limited series of experiences. No, I'm sorry, that was Netflix, once I found those damn television series available. Nonetheless, for those of us at the Corporation for Today and Future History, we take our jobs seriously, without any breaks to watch television shows or become obsessed. Instead, we will seek to make you obsessed with a daily cross-section of all of time, such as this one on August 17th. It was on this date in 2640 that the Haberstad performance of John Cage's epic composition, As Slow As Possible, finally came to an end. The legendary musical act started in 2001 at a former church named St. Burchard in Germany and proceeded to blast out sound at a rate of around one note per year ever since, more or less. The fact that the composition reached its completion is something not short of a miracle, as it was fraught and then often surrounded with difficulties. Originally scheduled to end on September 5th, 2640, the end was achieved just over two weeks earlier than anticipated, due in large part to the mashed potato riots of 2413. The infamous event, catalogued in the 42-part miniseries Spud Life, involved a rabble-rousing collection of local retro farmers in the area around the old church. The building itself was preserved because of the ongoing self-sustaining Ridiculous Meticulous Corporation, which had been tending the performance during its entire run once Germani was acquired by the company. But the neighborhoods around the building had long since been converted into family-owned, hereditarily managed, semi-organic farms, as required by the 2248 World Food Mandate. These rustic factory farms operated year-round, constantly producing organic, actual vegetables, in this case, potatoes, for distribution to the impoverished nations of OMG-Berg, Waffle-Stan, T-Rexico, and Fanatar America, among others. In case you're not aware, vegetables were the offspring and components of organic living beings falling within the category non-sententious vitae forma on Earth. On Mars, they are classified in the eat-plant-not-friend category and fall within the natural-non-extruded category on orbital stations. These plants were grown in the strictest of controlled environments, featuring artificial lighting, artificial humidity, constant watering systems, semi-artificial stimulation, alternating emotional support, and induced hypnotic state generators, 
in temperature-controlled, distraction-free, scent-positive, hair-free enclosures. Each bed was kept isolated from one another, allowing for absolute controls on disease propagation and mutation rates, and to cut down on wild parties and booze. However, there was one thing that the creators of the self-contained potato farms were not able to control for. Extreme sound. There were multiple layers of sound isolation around the equipment located in the tremendous grow houses, but they proved no match for the flurry of notes that erupted from the revamped church organ during the years of 2313 to 2386. There had been a relative peace for nearly half a century, with a gentle sequence of pianissimo notes that included plenty of quiet rests. Before that, the notes had never risen above an earthquake-inducing level. This suggestion of silence was not tolerated by the ridiculous meticulous corporation's then-CEO, Greengrass McGee. McGee was interested in the tourism aspects of the area, and had been doing a brisk trade offering tours to travelers from around the world, and then charging them double for the earplugs. He never considered the potato crop around the church to be of primary importance. He was once quoted by a jazz reporter as saying, quote, What's with all the eyes? How can I really appreciate a non-sentient being with so many eyes? And they grow tentacles out of their eyes. What does that? Tell me that's normal. Just try it. End quote. But during the relative quiet, McGee saw his tourism numbers drop. He began installing amplifier after amplifier, turning the relatively soft, peaceful, quiet notes into barely audible sonic booms. And then came the next section of the performance, a roaring fortissimo of sounds. The original notes on the composition had been lost for a long time, ever since the music wars of the mid-2200s, where militant marching bands took on very quiet and purely evil monks in massive martial arts and synchronized movement virtual reality battles. So, no one could have anticipated just how loud it was going to get. During this period, no one could approach the building and survive. The sound was too strong, and the equipment installed to amplify it was self-contained, powered by the nuclear engine created in 2199. The sound reverberated up and down the fields. For a full 25-kilometer radius around the church, plants died, animals died, even sunlight had a hard time penetrating. There were claims that, all throughout the fields, potatoes were exploding with wet bursts underground. These could not be substantiated from first-hand accounts, as anyone close enough to have heard these sounds would have died. Fossil and dental records examined in 2642 were able to suggest that either a lot of people were buried in the potato fields, or the mutant potatoes definitely exploded a lot. The stage play, They Have No Eyes But Ears That Bleed, tried to reenact this dramatic moment when the notes first shifted from sublime to deadly, but it fell short due to budget limitations. The entire choir of robotic noisemakers was replaced with one dramatic actor, just shouting, Bwaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
to create a new kind of mashed potato. And thus, the mashed potato riots of 2413. But that's a topic you've probably already covered in your starter history for the uninformed course, so it won't be covered here. Needless to say, after the desiccated potato flake dust had settled, some clever hacker had used a shovel to mess with the organ in the church, causing it to play at normal speed for nearly an hour, shortening the overall playing time by 19 days. This has been Today in Future History. Do not negatively judge how much time and effort goes into each of these explorations of history. Just imagine what you would do if faced with a little automatic option to watch just one more episode of history, and consider how red your eyes would be. Tune in tomorrow to discover another nugget of historical kibble, and wonder how you ever got onto this particular treadmill. Don't worry, we're sure that you can stop any time you want to. You just won't want to. Stay calm, and remember that someday people will discover your point in history and become so fascinated that they will only fast forward to see how you ended, Craig. <laughs>